Hello there, and thanks for joining me on the uh, podcast today. Interesting program. Kids that lie. Kids who lie. How does a parent deal with lying behavior within the family? Especially when it's one child out of two or three or four that has a pattern of lying. Just bugs parents. I, um, as a psychologist, have had many, many parents come to me with a child in hand, in tow, and in the process of the initial stages of our discussion, they outline a child that lies incessantly, obviously, about things that don't need to be lied about. <laughs> they have no value that would generate the need to lie. But kids lie. One of the dumbest things that ever invented with children <laughs> was lying behavior. And, um... Kids do it incessantly. Kids do it easily. Some kids do it naturally almost. Some kids seem to be wired to be liars because they lie from very early years of life. It's a moral issue. It's a moral issue in the family. It's a moral issue in our schools, in our culture, in our society, in our community. Lying behavior is generally not tolerated, not wanted. And children that lie are, in a sense, children that we don't tolerate very well. And some of them, parents really don't even want because it's such a difficult problem to solve. As a therapist, I have worked with many children to try to solve the issue of lying behavior. Session after session, month after month after month, we tackle this issue from various angles to why a child might lie and how a child might overcome lying behavior and see the alternative and see the better way of life than lying behavior. So we have a hard time dealing with lying behavior. You know, we have to come up with creative answers. Sometimes we have to come up with pretty profound answers. Sometimes we have to read the research and see how the research tells us about lying behavior, what it tells us about a particular child and why a particular child might lie. We gotta, you got to be wise as a therapist. and You have to do your homework and you have to think it through. You know, interesting, kind of a little different sidelight. Bill Gates is noted to have said something to this effect. If I have a difficult problem to solve, I try to hire a person that's lazy. Why? Because lazy people will come out with a problem solution that's easy. It's the easy way of doing something. That's what lazy people do. So Bill Gates has found that lazy people have a role to play in his corporation, especially in handling difficult problems. Lazy people will find an easy way to solve the problem. And thought about it that way. Well, lying behavior is something similar to that. What do you do to solve a lying behavior in a child? Well, first of all, let's go to some of the research. A study that was uh, done not too long ago, University of Southern California. 108 people classified as either a liar or a truth teller. And then they measured the electrical activity of the brain, magnetic resonance imaging, MRI of the brain, particularly of the prefrontal cortex, part just above the eyes and just in back of the forehead. We know that this is an area of the brain that controls strategizing, problem solving, quick thinking, decision making, forward uh, options, forward thinking in various ways. It's that forebrain that is really active, but it's also the part of the brain that developed the latest in a child's brain development. It comes late in childhood and adolescence. In fact, it, that part of the brain doesn't develop until 14, 16, 18 years of age for most kids. So we're dealing with a part of the brain that apparently has a lot to do with lying. Now, what they found in this particular study, when they uh, did the brain studies of all these 100 people, and whether half of them were liars and half of them were truth tellers, here's what they found, that the brain of liars had 26% more of white matter 
in that part of the brain. 26% more of the white matter in that part of the brain because that white matter is the part that manages complex planning, strategizing, thinking, optional, optional thinking, alternative thinking. 26% more. Liars have a very quick wit. (laughs) They have a very quick mind. They can think of alternatives. They can think of options. They can think of ways to answer questions. They can think of ways to think of ways to deal with an issue. They are quick thinkers. 26% more white matter. But on the other hand, they also had 14% less gray matter. So we have 26% more white matter and 14% less gray matter. That's liars as compared to truth tellers. It's the brain of the, the gray matter of the brain is the part that regulates impulse control or contributes to the control of impulses. So what you have here then is a child, perhaps, or an adult, that is known to lie, has a pattern of lying, has a brain that has a quick sense of action, thinking it through, coming up with a solution, coming up with an answer, coming up with an alternative, strategizing some kind of a answer to a question. Very quick wit on that. But when it comes to impulse control, the ability to hold and to not lie but to keep it within and just deal with an issue and tell the truth. They have 14% less gray matter in the brain, in that part of the brain, so they don't control their impulses. They don't control their emotions. They don't experience the issue of guilt or shame like anybody else, particularly people who tell the truth, truth tellers we call them. So liars tend to not feel remorse or not feel guilt and not feel that idea that I'm going to say something wrong so I shouldn't say it. Kind of close their mind, close their mouth, not not lie, so to speak. They just proceed to lie and proceed to tell a story and proceed to elaborate on a story and strategize about a story to the point that everybody's fooled, so they think. So the problem is with liars is that they come kind of equipped to lie. They have a brain that in some ways helps them lie and helps them lie very smartly and probably better than their parents. So it's a conundrum. It's difficult to help a child that lies because first of all you never know what the truth really is and then they have the ability with quick wit to give answers and to give alternative answers and to give explanations and to give alternative explanations and to stay with it but not to feel remorseful not to feel guilty not to feel shame so you're dealing with a child that's very complex and an issue of lying that is very complex so i do recommend even though it's difficult to solve even though it's difficult and it's very hard to solve even for a therapist to solve Make sure your child and you as parents find a therapist you can work with. And it might take a week of meetings. It might take months of meetings. It might take years of meetings to get on top of this issue of lying behavior in this a particular child that's geared to it, wired to it, skilled in it. And every time a child lies and gets by with it, they get better at it. Every time a child misrepresents the truth and is able to gain some benefit from that. They get better at it. See, lying behavior is reinforced. Lying behavior is rewarded. So over time, they get better. And you as a parent get more frustrated. So what do you do? Well, a parent and a therapist has to do a couple things. Number one is work on the remorse part of it. Help the child feel remorse. It doesn't come naturally. It doesn't come just automatically. You have to help the child see that lying hurts people. That lying creates problems for people. That lying 
does something to the heart of other people for which you hope that they can learn how to be remorseful and avoid that kind of behavior. You have to help a child feel remorse upon lying and to help them understand what remorse is and how remorse is experienced by their brothers and their sisters and their parents and their grandparents and their teachers and their friends and and so on. Remorse comes with negative consequences. So you have to help them have the negative consequences to feel the remorse. And you have to help them develop the remorse so that they can appreciate what negative consequences really are. It works. They work together. So that's one component. Work on remorse. Build a child's sense of remorse when they lie, when they're not telling the truth, when they're hedging, when they're fudging in an answer. Help them feel the shame. Help them feel the guilt. Help them feel hurt that they have brought upon other people. That's one part of it. The other part of it is, of course, you have to help child in his thinking. You know, if they can think well and they can think quickly and they can think creatively to lie, they can also think well and creatively and quickly not to lie and to tell the truth. So help the child with logic. Help the child with reason. Help the child with wisdom. Bring to the child's life a sense of logical thinking, reasonable thinking, fair thinking, just thinking, wise thinking, wisdom thinking. That's how you have to help the child so that they can see that there's logic in the truth in the same way that there is, for them, logic in lying. So they can think quickly. They can think in a manner that would justify their answer and not feel any remorse whatsoever and feel that they have pulled the wool over your eyes as a parent. So help the child with logical thinking. If you say this, then that can't happen. If you say this, then that shall happen. Help the child see the stimulus and response, the consequences of a particular behavior, the outcome of a particular behavior, the outcome of a particular statement, the outcome of a particular thought pattern. Help them see the consequences of their thinking, what that thinking leads to, what that line of logic leads to, and show how illogical much of their behavior really is, because that's what lies are. They are, they defy logic, they defy reality, they defy truth, they defy the um, honesty of a particular answer in a situation. So build up that part, help them see the logic, help them see the truthfulness, help them see the stimulus response, the part that goes together so that they can talk and reason and answer questions and carry on a conversation in a logical manner. Because lying is not logical and you have to show them how it is not logical and how their answer is not possible. It just doesn't seem reasonable. It just it won't work out that way. So that's what you have to help them see, that they're not good at it, even though they're sharp and they can do it. But you have to be sharp and sharper as a parent. and you got to stay on top of it. You have to work with it. And sometimes a therapist can just help you think that through into how you can approach the child and how you can lead the child and how you can interact with the child in the home setting in the situations where lying comes up as a potential behavior. So there you are. Are you born as a liar? No, you're not born as a liar. You're born with quick wit. You're born with a uh, low level of impulse control. And lying fits that pattern very easily because lying requires you to have a quick wit. Lying requires you to have some kind of a sense of um, reasonableness, and it requires a uh, low level of impulse control, low level of emotionality. But what you need to do is to help the child see that lying behavior is an inappropriate behavior, it's unacceptable behavior, it's a disgusting behavior, it creates problems, and it will separate the child from other people, from his peers, from his family, 
his friends, extended family. That's the remorse part of it. So help the child see the consequences of their behavior and just keep dealing with it. Don't get mad, but be reasonable. Don't get frustrated, but just deal with it straightforwardly, rationally, reasonably, and use this kind of a strategy to help. Well, thanks for joining us today on the uh, podcast. And um, glad to have you go to my website, www.booksbyhedberg.com. Get the book there, Doctor, Teach Me to Parent. These are the kind of child-parent situations that I speak about in the book that I wrote, Doctor, Teach Me to Parent. It's a good book for parenting. You'll find a lot of guidance in there in terms of different kind of situations to deal with as a parent when you deal with your child. So thanks for joining me and bye for now.